Welcome to another episode of the Fool's Gold Podcast. I'm Ryan, the crypto fool, and on the other line, we have Brian for our more traditional markets. Brian, how's it going today? Doing good. How about you? Oh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. You know, um, got some news about Ethereum 2.0 coming out in a few weeks. Exciting stuff going on. Uh, Yeah, good and some good uh, vaccine news that came out yesterday, which is nice. Yeah, the stock market blew up yesterday. Uh, yeah, from what I saw, all the you know the COVID stocks that got obliterated. You know the the cruise lines, the airlines, all that stuff skyrocketed after the after the news, which is which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to see. So today's episode is going to be about how to get started with crypto. So this was more specifically to uh, those of you out there that um, are new to the investment space and maybe you're trying to, are, are interested or intrigued in learning more about crypto, but you don't know where to start. And that is a very common thing. I'm actually, I've been getting, talking to a lot more people recently who are, you know, have their interest peaked of, of uh, how, int- how crypto works, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how it all works. It's kind of a black box in a lot of ways. And so I wanted to cover um, some of the, the the suggestions that I have. Um, and then, Brian, you can chime in too. I know you are a little more recent to the crypto space, and so we can talk about some um, barriers that you faced getting into crypto and some questions and things that you find confusing. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds great. What I find interesting uh, is how people often find crypto to be uh, inaccessible, that there's some kind of missing link that they don't understand that, that is preventing them from joining and investing. And that's ironic because the whole fundamental concept of crypto is to be this, this financial system that is accessible to every single person. Uh, the whole idea of you don't need a bank account to own crypto. You don't need credit history to get a loan, a crypto loan. Um, the, the, the whole idea is that it's, it's run by the people to make sure that it's accessible to everyone. But, but the problem is that the technology and the, the concepts behind it can be very confusing because they are kind of rudimentary. They're kind of new and uh, people are still trying to figure things out. And so some things that uh, parts of crypto that are very confusing and not really user friendly yet. Um, so, so I have some suggestions of how to navigate all of this. And I think the easiest way to start with understanding where to go with crypto is to think of crypto and all the crypto coins that are out there like cash. So if you think about cash, uh, there are there's some things that you can do with your cash. Okay, you can hold on to your cash um, and never spend it. You can you can hide some cash in your closet and let it sit there forever. Uh, it'll be very safe. Hopefully, hopefully you don't lose it. Um, you can store some cash in your wallet that you carry around with you, and you can use the cash to buy things. Um, you can take your cash to a bank, give your cash to the bank and let them take care of it for you. And maybe they'll give you some interest in return. So, so those are some of the things you can do with cash and you can do those same things with crypto, but it's, it's, it's more of a digitized version of all of that. Uh, the most important thing to me, the first thing you need to ask yourself when getting into crypto is what do you plan to do with the crypto once you buy it? Where are you going to store it? How are you going to treat it like cash? Are you going to you going to hide it in your closet, 
Are you going to um, use it like in a wallet so you can buy things with it? Do you want to have it uh, earning interest uh, for you in some bank or some savings account? You know, there's a, there's a lot of different things you can do with crypto just like you can with cash. And so it's important to think about what is your uh, purpose uh, with it? What do you want to do with it? And so the first place to start, first place to buy crypto is to buy it at an exchange. And there's a lot of different exchanges out there that will allow you to swap your fiat currency, your, your US dollars, for example, with crypto. Um, and so some, some exchanges that I recommend um, that I, I use, the first one is Coinbase. And if you are brand new to crypto, I suggest you start there. Coinbase is a user-friendly exchange. It's made for beginners, and they try to make it the whole process pretty smooth. And they even have little um, learning educational videos on there where you can watch them, learn about different crypto, and then you earn crypto as a reward for watching the video. So you learn more about crypto, and then you also have some crypto for free that you can just mess around with and test out. So Coinbase, I think, is the best place to start for beginners. And Brian, you've you've tried out Coinbase, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very easy, especially getting started. You know, it's almost like setting up any you know any other online account or anything like that. It was really really straightforward. Yeah. Perfect. And that's the idea behind Coinbase is they're trying to make it as similar to other experiences that you may have had in traditional markets. Then a couple of other exchanges uh, that you could, that are options that I use, I would only recommend if you're a little more advanced in terms of trading, you want to do day trading, that kind of thing. Um, Coinbase has high ex- high fees, high transaction fees compared to these other ones. So a couple others uh, would be Binance and Kraken. I've heard it pronounced Kraken, um, but it doesn't make any sense because the logo for the the company is the Kraken, that little octopus, the big <laughs> octopus. So I'm pretty sure it's Kraken anyways. And so those are two exchanges. They have a lot of options, a lot of coins you can choose from. Um, and so there are a lot more, there's, there's a lot more options in Coinbase. The transaction fees are lower. Um, and so overall, if you're going to looking into day trading or being more involved with your crypto assets, you may want to branch out to Binance or Kraken. The one caveat is Binance is actually the largest exchange, I believe, in the world, but it's not accessible in the United States. So you have to use the U.S. version of Binance, which is a lot more restricted, and uh, it's 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 still pretty good, though. I, I, I still use it. So those are the exchanges. You want to find an exchange that you can buy the crypto that's step number one can can you just a quick question for you can you have multiple exchanges like can you have can you use kraken and then use binance and can you do several different ones yeah you sure can so just like uh you know having different um bank accounts or whatever and different banks or different um, brokerages you can have as many accounts and as many exchanges as you'd like it can get kind of confusing because there's a lot of two-factor authentication with each one and a lot of passwords you have to remember. Um, but yeah, yeah, you sure can have multiple. I have multiple because each has their advantages. So you can find one that you like. So once you have your crypto, you want to find a place to store it, to keep track of it. Um, and so the the safest place to put your crypto, if you want to make sure it is never hacked 
it's never stolen from you, is to have what's called a hardware wallet. It's like a little USB drive that you can plug into your computer and you can transfer your coins, your assets, to that USB drive. And it's all, all the information is stored on there. And the only way you can access those funds is if you have that USB drive. And so that way, no one can hack into your account uh, because it's this little USB drive that isn't connected to the internet until you plug it into a device. So that'd be the safest way is to have some hardware wallet um, that can keep track of your crypto assets. It's like, like again, with cash, um, you can keep your cash tucked away in your closet and uh, it's harder for you to use it in everyday life, but it's also safer tucked away in your closet where the only way someone's going to ever steal it from you is if they break into your house and they can find where you've hidden your cash. Okay. So a question with that. Mm-hmm. So is it just like cash that if it if you lose it or let's say that somebody steps on it and <laughs> breaks it, does that mean that your your uh, crypto is gone forever? Good question. So there is um, a recovery passphrase. I think it's like 12 to 24 words. I don't remember how many mine had. Um, the random words, you have to write them down when you first get that wallet because that's the only way you can access your funds uh, if, like you said, something happens and you need to recover those funds in some other way. So there is a way, um, but you definitely want to take care of that little USB drive. Put it in your safe or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, when I say throw it in your closet, carefully throw it in your closet in a place where you know <laughs> it'll be. <laughs> uh, don't throw it in with the laundry. Uh, right, so that's one. That's the safest, in general, that's the general thumb, that's the safest place to store your crypto is a hardware wallet. You can buy them online. Um, there's a lot of different companies out there. I'm not going to name check them because they don't sponsor us. Um, but uh, Not yet. Not yet. So you can go <laughs> on there and uh, find one for yourself. Um, they're generally called cold storage wallets or crypto wallets, something like that. Um, and so then you can, so that would be more for if you want to buy crypto and then just hold on to it or hodl it for a long time. If that's your goal, then this is, that's probably your best option because that's the safest. If you want to do a little more with it. So again, with the analogy of the cash, if you, if you don't want to just keep it stored in some closet, let's say you want to give your cash to a bank to earn interest. You can do the same thing with crypto. You can give your crypto uh, to some financial institution, uh, you can what's called lend your crypto to them, and then they can lend it out to other people, and it earns interest as they give out loans, crypto loans, etc., with your crypto assets. And so the benefit of that is you get some pretty nice interest rates. So I don't remember off the top of my head what kind of interest rate I'm getting with my standard bank account. I don't know, 0.1 percent, 0.01 percent for my savings account. Something super Sounds low. Right. Yeah, something super low where I don't even care about it. I don't even think about how I'm earning interest on it. Um, it's, it's, it's below inflation, so it, what good does it do? Uh, so the rates you can get with crypto um, savings accounts, quote-unquote savings accounts, their lending accounts, um, is, is much higher. So you can get uh, interest rates from, I've seen 4% all the way up to 10% a year on your crypto assets by giving them to some lending company. And there's a lot of them out there. Um, a couple that I'm, I'm familiar with. One is BlockFi um, that has some pretty good reputation out there. Another one is Nexo, which has uh, a lot of options to choose from. Uh, 
and there's others. Um, anyways, there's some options out there. So if you want to earn uh, some interest on your crypto, you know you're going to be holding on to it for a while. So why not earn some interest on it? That's a good place to go. So would that be, so let's say that you did want to do that. Would you just want to start? Is that a good place to start to go on BlockFi and open up an account, buy crypto on there and then have it, you know, earn interest for you? Or is it better to start somewhere else and then move money over there? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. So BlockFi actually is an exchange. Um, the other ones aren't usually exchanges. BlockFi is, an, is a limited exchange where you can actually buy uh, certain crypto, like you're saying. I think you can only buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe a couple others. It's pretty limited on what you can actually buy there, though. So I would still recommend you start off with something like Coinbase because you have more options. It is more user-friendly and simple. And then transfer to BlockFi. But if you don't want to deal with the transferring process then you could just theoretically start there, buy, your, buy Bitcoin or Ether on there, and then earn interest on that. I think the interest rate currently for Bitcoin is 6% a year. Uh, Ethereum is a little over 5%. So pretty good interest rates, yeah. especially when you, yeah, compared to uh, um, standard bank accounts, right? Yeah. So that is uh, another option that you have to earn interest on it. Um, then there's the third option of, like back to the analogy of cash, keeping your cash in your wallet so you can walk around and buy things with your cash. You can do the same thing with your crypto. So you can have um, an easily accessible wallet um, that you can buy things on the internet with. You can interact with applications and games and different things with your crypto. Um, and so the most common of these, uh, actually Coinbase has its own version of a wallet. It's called Coinbase Wallet. And it acts like a browser extension. So if you if you go to the website or the game that you want to play um, that requires you to pay some crypto, you can just connect your Coinbase Wallet and then you can instantly transfer your crypto to this website or to this game, whatever, this application. And so it's a very simple way of using your crypto to buy things um, and to use it in that way. The, the most common one that I've heard of that I use is, is a wallet called MetaMask. And MetaMask is just, again, a, a browser extension, and it interacts with most crypto-based websites and applications. And so that is another option if you want to be using your crypto like you would cash in a wallet to buy things. Um, there's a lot of different... So. It- so the things that we've talked about, the NFTs in our previous podcast, things like that. So if you actually want to purchase something, you have to have your crypto in one of those wallets, those online wallets to do something. To uh, something. That's definitely the most easy way to do it, yes. Okay. You could still technically do it by going to the website and then plugging in that hardware wallet, the USB drive wallet, plugging it into your computer and then pulling funds from there. It's not very simple i would say and okay. it's, it's there's more steps involved so what, if you want the, the simplest process it would be to get something like metamask or coinbase wallet it's the process of getting your crypto from an exchange that you have your you know your login and everything over to a uh, like metamask you know the wallet is it pretty straightforward pretty simple um 
so it's it's going to be the same process no matter where you're transferring your funds, whether you're transferring it to a wallet or to uh, one of those lending accounts um, or to another exchange. Basically, you have a unique address, a unique characters of numbers and letters, um, and that's your address. And you basically you're copy and pasting the code into the send field. So like you okay. would an email when you're going to type an email to someone, you type in their their two email address. Um, you would type in right. your your wallet address basically. Okay. So it it's, it's, again, that is probably the most confusing part uh, uh, when you're getting into crypto is is figuring out how to transfer. I know you've had some issues with that. I've had issues with that. Learning how to transfer your funds um, right in that way. So. Um, that would be a, a, yet, a, yet another option, again, is to use your crypto to buy things and to interact with crypto products, etc. Have it ex- easily accessible to purchase things with. And the last main option of where you can keep your crypto and use it for would be to keep it on the exchange that you buy it from. And this is definitely not recommended. This is probably the least safe of all the options we've talked about. Keeping your money on exchanges... Uh, is bad because if an exchange gets hacked your crypto could be stolen and that's always a no-no and 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 exchanges do get hacked Um, the ones that i mentioned coinbase binance kraken they're very reputable they have not been hacked uh, at least no big hackings for a while Um, they have pretty good security but it, it is always just better to play it safe the only reason why I would say keep your money, keep your crypto on an exchange would be if you are day trading. If you are constantly using those crypto assets to buy and sell, um, that would be the only reason why I would say you should keep your crypto on an exchange. Otherwise, there's just too much risk uh, for someone to be able to ha- uh, steal it from you by hacking into the exchange. Hasn't the exchanges gotten pretty good? Like, they're similar to banks where they have some kind of insurance, you know, to some certain limit for some crypto, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, there is the, oftentimes, especially the ones I mentioned, they do have some kind of insurance, like you're saying. Um, but there are some limitations on what exactly that insurance will cover. And so it still is good to better safe than sorry when it comes to keeping things I on the see. exchange. Okay. All right. And, and so then one of the last options that I want to bring up is it's kind of like um, the option of earning interest, uh, but it's staking. And so, Brian, you've heard of staking, right? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. Yeah, so it's 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 another option that you can do with your crypto. Basically, it's staking is a reward uh, system for supporting and strengthening the network of some crypto project. So if you want to support, uh, you know, some network and strengthen it and be a part of it, you can stake your crypto assets on there, basically putting your assets up for the network to use, and then you receive in return um, some rewards and interest um, just by being part of the network. And so these these interest rates can vary. I've seen between 1% to 12%. Um, and the difficulty can range in terms of how difficult it is to stake uh, on different networks some networks require you to put in a lot of money to stake some networks um it's it's automatic essentially if 
to stake. So for example, there's one called Algorand, where as long as you hold one single token, you're automatically staking and you can actually receive interest just by having Algorand. Um, so there are different ways to stake. Um, the easiest way to stake would be to do it through an exchange. And Binance and Kraken, uh, and I think Coinbase now too, do offer automatic ways of staking, where as long as you just hold the asset, uh, you automatically earn rewards up to 12%, like I said, per year on those assets. All right, so those are the, you know, kind of a wrap up of the different options of where you can keep your crypto and what you can do with them. One other thing that I should talk about, and only briefly I'll talk about it here, is the whole decentralized finance or DeFi, which is becoming very popular. There are versions of all of this on DeFi as well. So the idea behind DeFi is that it's a decentralized project, meaning there is no central company profiting from you participating with them there's no central company gathering your data it's more just a peer-to-peer network of people interacting with each other to make some network happen and the reason why this is significant is because they have exchanges that are decentralized meaning for example coinbase is a company a centralized company they make a profit when you buy crypto through them from those transaction fees Um, but there are ways to buy crypto in a decentralized way without going through some company and those are called DEXs or decentralized exchanges the most common of which is Uniswap that's what it's called Uniswap it's got a little unicorn for its logo and DEXs they do still have fees because that's the nature of cryptocurrency networks Um, there is still a fee but the reason why you would choose Uniswap is if you really want to gamble away your money and speculate uh, on random cryptocurrency and uh, it's very risky there's a lot of risk involved with participating in dexes but it allows you to um, it gives you exposure to cryptocurrency that you may not be able to buy anywhere else or brand new cryptocurrency that haven't reached the main exchanges yet And so that's just one other option I thought I would mention is DEXs. Uh, That's where you can buy any cryptocurrency, pretty much. You have to be very careful when participating in those. So we talked a couple weeks ago about about IPOs and ICOs, initial coin offerings. So would that, so would initial coin offerings only happen on decentralized uh, exchanges? It's like the first time it's going out to the public or whatever? Uh, for sure, direct listings happen on DEXs. Um, and uh, I believe traditionally ICOs would happen there as well. Uh, but a lot of them are starting to shift towards initial exchange offerings, which I don't think I mentioned, IEOs, which is actually where they partner with Binance or Coinbase, one of these exchanges, and um, release their coins in that way through an exchange, a main exchange. Okay, so some of them wait to release their coin until they're going to go with the big dogs. Correct. But but I would say for the most part, especially direct listing coins, you can find them on DEXs. And actually, there are coins that... So just in the past month, there have been several projects that are not, aren't even finished yet, but people have bought coins for those unfinished projects 
like unlisted projects um, and, and started exchanging these coins before the thing was even live, before the thing was audited, before there's any security involved. And then people lost millions of dollars because there was it, the, the project was not really even a thing yet. Um, and so it's like the pre pre IPO. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of speculation, but if, if you're into that, I know some people are into that kind of thing of, you know, gambling and there's some, some big gains, you know, uh, there was the Wi-Fi token. This is where it started. Wi-Fi is, uh, the, the token that ran up to $44,000 per token in the past couple months. Oh, and like smokes. in a month it had, had gains of like a hundred thousand percent um in like a month or two so so there is a lot of money that could be made by getting into these dexes you could only buy a wi-fi at the beginning from dexes um anyway so there is a purpose for it but uh just just use caution if you're going to go that route make sure you know what you're doing if you're going that route i generally stay away from dexes all right, so that's all I really wanted to cover for uh, what to do with your crypto. So, so just to recap, you have different options. First step, buy crypto, and I recommend doing it through an exchange. Buy your crypto and then figure out, think about what you want to do with it. Where do you want to store it? You can store it on a hardware wallet where it's safe and you can just forget about it. You can uh, lend it out to people for interest. You can use it in games and applications and websites and interact with crypto um, technology in that way. You can stake your crypto to earn again more. Um, it's a different way of earning crypto is by staking those assets. And then the last one would be to keep your crypto on an exchange for day trading and um, trading that you do frequently. So those would be the options that you have of what to do with your crypto um, hopefully that gives you an idea of what is possible uh, as you just get started. So Brian, I wanted to finish off by asking you a couple of questions. So uh, yeah. like I said, you are just getting into crypto. And so what was challenging? What have you found challenging uh, as you've waded into this a whole new world of financial <laughs> structure? Yeah, a couple of things. I would say the first thing is that it feels like such a big topic like there's so many cryptocurrencies so like the different types of crypto you know like there's like the payment coins and the, the you know the uh what are the other ones stable coins mm -hmm. like there's so many right so it kind of gets that paralysis by analysis um and so i'm obviously still not super knowledgeable in that stuff i'm still learning but i feel like that's a a big <laughs> hurdle for people to get over is okay there's you know, these different types and they're used for different purposes and things like that. For sure. And, and you know, you can think of it kind of like uh, the stock market, how there are different sectors. There are different uh, types of stocks or you, there's yeah. ETFs. There's, you know, there's there's different ways you can trade. And and if you think of it that way, it's just kind of a learning curve, right? You get you just need to be exposed to it more and understand what are the different systems, the different uh, types of coins, like you're saying? I would, yeah. I would suggest to anyone out there feeling the same way, because I'm sure a lot of new newbies feel the same way. Coinbase has a wonderful program. I think it's called Coinbase Earn, and it uh, will, will it, they have these videos, instructional videos about a specific coin, and they're like two, three minutes each, and they will reward you with that cryptocurrency. So if you're learning about, let's say you're learning about Ethereum, 
Um, you watch a couple of videos about it, and then you'll earn $6 worth of Ethereum. That may not seem like a lot of money, but it, it they're giving you this money automatically for free that you can play around with, you can mess around with, and you know uh, try different things out without really having to um, risk any of your own money um, in that. And so Coinbase Earn, I think, is a wonderful place to start to learn about different coins. And the videos are actually pretty well made. They're like little cartoon graphics that I find very uh, appealing to look at. Um, so I think awesome. that's a that's a great resource that they have. And again, another reason why Coinbase is a great place for beginners to start with. Here, here's another question for you. I feel like this was a huge roadblock for me at the very beginning. So <laughs> I when I first heard of crypto, I feel like there was two main types of people that it would uh, be made for. <laughs> I put everybody kind of in this box, right? And so I thought, okay, if you're into crypto, you're probably A, into like Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> crap, stuff like that. Or you're like a doomsday person, right? It's like, hey, the whole system's collapsing. So I guess my question is, what kind of person, you know, would be interested or who would it be I guess best for you know that would really buy into crypto and think this is such an amazing thing, um, if if that makes any sense. For sure, I really thought you were gonna one of those options. I was sure it was gonna be criminal, because that's <laughs> I know for me that when I was too. first getting into crypto, it was all about crooks and criminals and yes. sketchy stuff. Yeah, criminals is basically happens with any type of money, right? Exactly. It's any type, anytime there's money involved, there's gonna be criminals drawn to it. Right, exactly, because money and crime go hand in hand. So, yeah. like you're saying, though, yes, there is a stigma, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do like Dungeons & Dragons, so I'm a little offended <laughs> that you pinned that on me. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, with those two categories, um, I guess you're saying nerdy types, Dungeons & Dragons, is that what you're saying, nerdies? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nerds and doomsday anarchists, there's definitely a, a stigma out there like that. I think, though... I view it more as an investment. And I think if you want to be a balanced investor, you should be looking for different avenues of investing your money. And um, crypto to me is, it represents the future in a lot of ways in terms of future technology and a future way of looking at finance. Um, and so I think it's, it's if you want to be a well-balanced investor, I think it's worth spending some time in that sec sector um, to get to know it because it, it's a good way to balance out your portfolio and gives you a different way to invest other than through traditional markets that are run by corruption and greed and large corporations and whatever. Crypto represents an alternative to all of that big money, big corruption type money. Yeah, and something that you said uh a while back to me that kind of got me more interested in it was uh, like think about how the internet was you know back in the 90s you know like I'm sure a lot of people were thinking oh that's nerdy like it's <laughs> I don't understand it that's a weird thing and then it obviously became a huge hot topic and everybody started investing you know tons of money and businesses and look at it as where it is now it's just part of life you know we can't think of our life without the internet and so i think kind of relating it to that a little bit 
like you said, it's it's the future, you know? And so it, it might as well be putting some money in, in something like that. Yeah, for sure. And, it, you know, it, speaking of the internet, you know, I remember back in the day when it was, it was confusing. You had to go through some internet provider like AOL or Juno, uh, yeah. and then you had the dial-up ringtone, and you couldn't be using the internet when someone was using the phone line or whatever, yeah. however that were. It was, it was kind of confusing back when this technology was first oh, coming out. Yeah. And I think that's the same with crypto right now. It's still kind of confusing because there isn't a – Yeah, yeah, because there's not a lot of user-friendly um, – uh, you know, software and design and it, it, there's, there's kinks that need to be worked out, but I, st- totally. I, but I think it's here to stay and I think it's only going to get better from here. And so if you're attaching money to it, you, I just think it's a smart investment because that money is going to, that the value is going to increase as well. Right. But that's one of the, I guess one of the advantages of starting early is that by the time this isn't clunky anymore and it is kind of like real time and people understand it, it's, you know, just like how the internet is right now, like it's going to be too late to invest in it. Not too late, but it'll be definitely higher value than it is today. So I think that's one of the values of educating yourself, even if it is a little bit more work and a little bit confusing. I think there's some some value to uh, learning it early on versus later. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion on getting started in crypto. Hopefully it was helpful uh, to give you some ideas of, of what you can do with your crypto and what to do with your crypto, where to start. Um, feel free to hit us up in the comments. Let us know what if you found something something useful uh, in terms of investing in crypto. Or if you have any questions, we'd love to answer that. You can find us on the socials at Fools Gold. That's G O A L E D. We're both on Instagram and Twitter. And check us out there. Until next time, Brian. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, Ryan. <laughs>